0: There's a long-running just general joke slash prank slash whatever about nipples in big restaurants that friends with a chef in a large brewery restaurant that I won't name, that he would periodically walk out into his restaurant and just shout, Nipple! 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 Nipple!
1: Alright, alright, quieten down now. Live from the Britain Yankee Pub Studios, another Britain Yankee Craft Beer Pubcast. I can hear the pints being pulled right
0: now. <laughs>
1: Take it away, lad. You are paying for that beer, aren't you? Pump up the bitter.
2: Pump up the bitter. We are, we are over at one of the farthest corners, and <laughs> we're Dan Rosenberg, who we <laughs> recently did a. The Shut up, Chuck. I'm talking. Oh, okay. okay.
3: Sorry. Were okay. Quiet, If you haven't
2: please. guessed from listening, Phil's had a few. <laughs> So, um, (laughs) we recently did a podcast with uh, Dan, Uh, one of the best ones I've done for a while, and we had a really exciting experience tasting your soon-to-be-released first anniversary brew. Second anniversary. Second anniversary brew. Shit, did I miss the first one? Yeah, you did miss the first one. Oh, damn it. (laughs) Dan Sniffles. And that is? Are you really bringing Dance back to that? No, wait a minute. Who's who's talking to us?
0: Oh, Isla from Pollyanna.
2: Oh, there we go. We have a Pollyanna insurgent in our midst.
0: Isla is quite scandalous.
2: <laughs> uh, so anyway, meanwhile, back at Migrate. So you're here today. Um, you've got uh, three beers on tap? We've got three beers. We're kind of bouncing between two of them right now. Uh,
0: we've got our uh, Guava IPA on tap right now, and then our whiskey barrel aged belgian quad with tart cherries it's called IAP time like that is one of my like top five favorite beers that i have ever brewed and that's what i'm drinking right now it is man it's it like nobody really does belgian quads in america like you, you see them periodically but it's not a common style and we we originally brewed this beer just to be on tap as the base beer and tasted it and like you know this would be real good in a in a whiskey barrel. So we got a blend of eight different whiskey barrels from Koval, a local distillery here in Chicago. For those that aren't familiar, and <laughs> barrel aged it, tried it and like man, this would be real good with some tart cherries. Like it, it, nothing goes well with those like big crazy boozy malty Belgian styles like a tart cherry. So. We threw 55 pounds per barrel in and, like, I'll, I'll be damned if it's not one of my favorite beers I ever
2: brewed. I, I tell you, you, you need to uh, either can this or bottle this because it's absolutely amazing. i got to be able to brew yeah, enough and, of it. you got to brew enough of it, yeah. <laughs> um, so, Bug, have you been here before?
0: Uh, yeah, so this is my second year with uh, Migraine. We always try to bring out a couple specialty tappings, but, you know, that being said, it's like, it's a guild event. It's an absolute blast. We're, like, anytime I can do a beer event in a cool location, I'm always going to bring out some of my more interesting stuff. And you don't get a more interesting location than the Garfield Park Conservatory.
2: And, of course, you are located right next to a railway station, yep. and here we're located right next to the Green Line and that's causing me a lot of problems with my recordings because every five minutes there's a fucking train going by i know i was actually standing right
0: behind you when you were talking to pete over at haymarket and it was real fun to be like oh, man he's gonna have to deal with a sound disaster it's yeah it's i mean it's right there it's you know we're in the city you're gonna have to deal with the yell going by every five minutes but... you,
2: you just took a trip somewhere
0: uh, yeah, me and uh, me and the fiance just went up to Grand Rapids. Uh, you know, just did the rounds up to like Grand Rapids. We went to Perrin's No Rules Day, which is always a ton of fun. Did you find any really cool breweries? Uh, so, one, actually, one of my new favorite breweries was a uh, Guardian Brewing in Sagatuck. Um, with Sagatuck, we always. Full disclosure, uh, Kim up at Gardening Brewing, she was the consultant that helped with the build out of my brewery before I was hired on. So she and I had like kind of a pre existing relationship, and I knew she was building this brewery up in Sagatuck. I was like, all right, cool, well, whatever. She was, uh, she was a brewer at Epic for a little while before she was there. And I was like, all right, love her to death. She was great to work with during our build out. And then didn't really deal with her until we did a collab uh, which if you have it on tap at our place called Jefferson Blue Star it's a foreign extra stout with vanilla and coconuts real cool beer but never got a chance to go up to her place until this trip and like it is such a cool place she took over this place that was Owned by a theater company, they had some stages in this barn in Sagatuck, and is slowly converting over the whole place into brewery spaces, restaurant spaces, and all this. And the beers, the beers top notch. The food is great. It's like it's a real fun place if you're
2: taking a Michigan trip. And and that's Sagatuck Brewing, yep. right?
3: No, it's in, I, it's
0: called Guardian Brewing Company. Oh, not they're Guardian. In okay. Sagatuck. Okay, they're in Sagatuck,
2: but it's Guardian because I've always been familiar with. Sagatop Brewing and they've done really good shit and you can go and brew your own beer there. But yeah. now there's another man in town or yeah. another
0: girl in town. Exactly. exactly. And, and, and she's doing some real cool stuff. Um, I brought back a Crowler of her IPA with uh, Juniper. And it's a
2: fun little twist on an old school style. So uh, this is a really, really good beer. Um, and I really think that everybody should try this. Oh, the Belgian quad. So I I have your uh, barley wine that is in uh, uh, in my fridge, and I've been told that I shouldn't leave it more than three months in the crowler. What is your opinion on that? So crowlers,
0: I mean, the if you want the totally honest answer, it depends on the bartender that filled it. You know, it's well, it's your bartender, so... <laughs> My bartenders are all well-trained, they cap on foam, but realistically, it's you know it's not coming out of a canning line, it's not a perfect system, three months is about the cap that you're going to get out of it, if it's a really malt-forward beer that can deal with some oxida- oxidization, you might be able to get six months out of it. But okay, so you know, so what,
2: is December stretching it? Maybe a little bit. Okay, so we're gonna have to do that one earlier. I mean, like, um, look, realistically, like, treat it like a growler. You wouldn't
0: age a growler for no, but six it's a growler to twelve months.
2: So it's a, a seal. Okay, yeah. I've just been joined by another friend of the podcast, Tom Ryan. Let's uh, also we have. Sean Curry from Sketchbook. Those of you who didn't come to Bug, we're sharing a tent with Sketchbook. So it's a real walk. God help you. And when you're sharing a tent with Sean, it's a nightmare. Tom, hey, are uh, the bright side, Sean? Someone has all his okay, clothes I'll, on. Wait, I want to finish up this yeah. interview. <laughs> you tasted his Belgian quad with, That's, what, what was in it? With tart cherries, and no Thank he you. hasn't, so let me just... Yes, uh, he had, he tasted mine. Well, we we, is, we swap spit no, all I, the time. I, I might, what do
0: you but he but reckon? He, well, he's giving me a new one, so I feel like I should at least wait until he hands me a, a, an absolute full taster glass of it, which I love. <laughs> no, this is, I, I, I like Belgian quads. This is a good, solid... This is...
2: Well, I think it's more than solid. I think it's it's, delicious. Yes, I I would
0: agree.
2: Dan, thank you very much, as always. You were one of the best interviews we did. I really liked your beers. Um, This is even better. Everybody needs to come down to Joliet and Migraine. Try the Sunday brunch and have some of Dan's beers. Dan, you've got a. How come you've got a metal cup? Uh, I've got a metal cup because I've been to enough beer fests, and I know that I can drop
0: this cup. I can throw this cup at someone. I can toss it off into the weeds, and it's not gonna break. It has nothing to do with low fastballs. No. It has nothing to do with low fastballs. Okay. Because metal cups are important in that, too. Yeah. Okay. Dan?
2: Cheers. Cheers. All the best. It's the the most metallic clank you're ever gonna get. Yeah. I, I like a metallic clank metal- once in a metallic- while. Hey, it's stainless that, that steel. Might be, that
0: should be in your, your next beer. That's a good beer hey, name. that's metallic a good beer clank name. Metallic,
2: for- metallic clank. All right. I Thank you. That'll be the next one we do. Cheers, man. All right, cheers. All the best. So we moved over f- next door from Migraine Brewing, and uh, we are with no. Sketchbook Brewing,
1: also known as the biggest headache in the world.
2: What migraine?
1: No, Sketchbook. Oh, Sketch. <laughs> I thought
2: were, I thought, thought were, you were talking were, about you. No, I remember minute, the last time well, you, were you in might my be talking brewery. about him. Hold on. All right. <laughs> so a uh, way back we did a we did a podcast where. Ton. We did IPAs and uh, leather chair beers. Well, he knows. Better than yeah. <laughs> with with you, Sean. He
0: might be more sober than you
2: are right now, so so that's okay, too. So I'm with Sean Curry, who sometimes serves at... uh, I'm not quite certain what your relationship is with CXB.
1: So one of the co-founders, but probably if you want to think about it, more about making sure people drink our beer. Relationship development.
2: But that's not your trade right no i'm a chiropractor by trade that's right you crack my back at phobab i use my hands oh i say that uh, i i really liked it when he used his hands on me he, he, so, yes yes so i'm also with a friend of the podcast tom ryan who's been on the show a lot and actually his wonderful wife kelly is with us the Irish person in our entire <laughs> environment, right? Now, Kelly, Kelly, you just flew in from? Atlanta. Atlanta. Atlanta, right? Yes, and it, and it was. It was beautiful. So now we're here in uh, wonderful Chicago where the temperature has dropped and the nipples are starting to rise, right? Yes. Okay. Well, I won't go there anymore. <laughs> nipples are starting to rise? I said nipples. Oh. we talked about nipples, nipples with, uh, with uh, Dan. So as the evening has gone on, we have become more loose with our conversation, but that's what beer is all about. Sean, you brought Sketchbook here. What have you got? So we've got our Amistosa, which is
1: the Mexican lager. Uh, basically, Sriracha Ace Hops, uh, base corn, two row. Uh, we have our Brut IPA uh, Brewery Witch, which we did with the uh, Pink Boot Society which uses their hot blend and our, our dense yeast and our insufficient clearance, which is our hazy IPA.
2: You did it with the Pink Boots Society? Yeah, we did a You're not game. a woman though. No, so we
1: asked the Pink Boots Society to come in and brew with us and they use their hot blend for
2: that beer. And I think that you are about to expand out into a bigger space. So we're actually uh, announced that we're expanding the tap
1: room. So we tripling the space of the tap room and We're actually looking for a second location that's going to be a 30 barrel brew house for production.
2: Are you going to come down south? Because you're way to hell
1: up there in Evanston. Well, we're, which is
2: like the other end of the world for people down in West Chicago. <laughs> we're
1: currently distributed down to Carbondale, so if you're not getting our beer, we need to talk. Oh, Carbondale,
2: I was down in Carbondale recently.
1: Yeah, so we uh, actually, one of our employees went down to a, a, a bar in Carbondale and they she ordered a beer, and she goes, Well, we actually just blew that keg, so we put something on by sketchbook. That oh. was great. <laughs>
2: So your orange door and what's the other one? The clearance one?
0: Insufficient clearance, which Thank
1: actually you. I just which poured. Which you've got there? Yeah.
2: Okay, That's been a couple of my favorite beers from you guys. Those you you do of, do solid yeah. beers. Those are two of our mainstay IPAs, or IPAs that we do. We're, so um, you've you've branched out, if you will, into the hazy and Mexican lager yep. market. Um, what does Mexican lager differ from pills? So a Mexican lager typically uses flaked corn
1: in the fermentation. That's about it.
2: That's it. Oh, okay. Well. Oh shit! I thought I was gonna get more out of that. (laughs) So okay. (laughs) <laughs> yeah right so uh, uh, so a little bit different
1: from this we use Sirachi ace hops in this one which gives a more of a white white grape type of a flavor
2: on the back end I think you guys are one of the most predominant users of Sirachi ace hops that I know yeah. and I really like those hops so I'm being joined by Ken who's obviously been off uh, relieving himself your bladder is definitely a subject of conversation well, I, I found the bathrooms without a wait, uh, so if you'd like to know, let um, you know, just... There's, there's border <laughs> no, the, bodies here the, and a lot of bushes.
0: The big giant bank over there, there's nobody waiting. But... Okay. So, uh, Ken, this one is
2: too... Ken, have you ever brewed anything with sriracha sauce? Yes, I have, yeah. How do you like them? I like them, I, I, there's like this lemon dill character that comes from you know, the research I did on them before I used them was, uh, they, were, they were created for Asahi, the, 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 uh, the Japanese beer. Sean, what is uh, Sketchbook, um, obviously they're expanding, uh, what are you doing elsewise in terms of beers? So this week for
1: Craft Beer Week, actually today we've got our Grozinski, which is the smoked Polish wheat uh, that Caesar won the San Antonio Longshot contest. A, a
2: smoked Polish wheat. Yeah, it's isn't a, that
1: a Grzeszynski? It's a Grozinski, oh, Yes, really? exactly. And yeah. you don't have it here? Not here tonight. Oh, no. Damn. We released it in the Tapalas today. Tomorrow we're releasing a double hazy IPA called Hop Thirsty we're Void. This is the second batch we did with Montuaca and Simcoe hops. Um, Monday. We've got Josh Noel talking about his uh, barrel-aged beer and the the story of selling out. Josh
2: Noel from Chicago Chicago Tribune. Tribune, Yep.
1: Um, And then we've got two other beers, the Waggle Wit, which is our Belgian wit that we did for the Canal Shores uh, golf course that's celebrating their 100-year anniversaries. We did a specific beer for them. And then next Saturday we're doing the our second version of the milkshake IPA under nonsense with mango we had a party,
2: yeah. utter nonsense with mango I think
1: you got the pineapple cherry from Tom I brought out to, to have you have that and I think Tom I, I think
2: did. It. I did yeah I think I did uh, utter nonsense with mango a milkshake with mango that's kind of uh, interesting no. oh god no, no. no oh, It's a milkshake, milkshake IPA,
0: IPA. Okay. now I will say and, it, and it, the name of the brewery escapes me there is actually Somebody here did something with la- a sour with lactose that is absolutely off the charts
2: good. Okay. Well, you need to remember the name of the brewery, I, but Tom.
0: By the time you hit pause and we come back, we we'll, on, we'll I'm hitting
2: pause. So uh, you can't remember what it was. I and neither can Kelly. No. So can we do a beer together called Behind the Bushes. That's a beer name <laughs> behind the bushes. You can have that one. Absolutely, it's a Berliner Weiss. It's a little yeah. sour,
1: but a little sweetness. <laughs>
2: okay, it's, I've got. I've, I've given away three beer names here, so you know. I want. I want a quick. You know. I want something back on this. Oh whatever. I'm getting free beer. Okay. Never mind. Yeah, there okay. We go. There we go. So I'm here with uh, one of the Goose Island brewers, yes. if not the Goose Island brewer. Uh, there are a few of us. There's there are a, a few, of you. Yeah, and this is Dan Floyd. Yes. And Dan. Yes. Goose Island has long been a stalwart of brewing and great beers in Chicago. Mm-hmm. You obviously got acquired a while back, a lot of people tended to turn you off, but... So
3: I can't speak for myself because I started post-acquisition. Post uh, I work with a lot of the same people. We're making the same beers. In all honesty, we're able to make more of it better and get, get it to more people. What it's happened to Honkers? So I, I think palettes have changed. And we, you know, as much as we want to stick to our standards, if if palates change, you kind of have to change with it. It's not gone. Uh, I mean, we always say none of, none of the beers are gone. Uh, none are retired. They just might be on vacation or hiatus. We still make honkers, just not as much as we used to. Uh, one
2: of the first beers that I realized was gonna be a uh, craft beer revolution in America when I came over here in 1980 was Honkers Ale. So in, I,
3: in your opinion, how close is that to traditional? I think our intention was traditional English beer, and, and I think you, I think you kind of got close
2: to that. Okay. When you got took taken over by AB, I think the recipe changed
3: just slightly. Our recipes always change. Uh, there, there are some things that I think you know you you might lose sight of, and it, you know your your focus is on other beers. And some beers I wouldn't say get forgotten, but don't get the attention they deserve. Uh, I think that might been that might have been one of them. Uh,
2: one of your great beer lines is BCBs. People line up for that every year. You got it on tap here at Bug. Yeah. Um, is it going to continue to change and evolve?
3: I think it always will. Yeah, it's. There's always little tweaks here and there. The grain bill changes a little bit. Our processes change a little bit. Uh, Our barrels that it ages in changes depending on what we can get. I think the more breweries that are making bourbon barrel aged beers, it's harder to come by. Uh, We have, you know, we've tried to stay consistent, but things do change. Access to barrels change. Uh, The climate changes. I mean, I think the weather in our barrel warehouse. We don't, it's not climate controlled. I think there's, there's always variables that change. Right. Uh, we have a, a profile that we try and stick to, but there's always changes. So some
2: of your other really cool beers are the Cooper mm-hmm. beers yeah. and I, I really, personally speaking, your Islay beer <laughs>
3: That's a was
2: one. absolutely tremendous from my perspective.
3: I would say um. about half of our brewers hated it. Yeah, I love it. Uh, oh, good
2: man! All right, well, Yay.
3: it's it's intense. I think Ardbeg oh. is one of the smokier scotches I've ever had. It's, it's aged in Ardbeg barrels. Uh, wow. It's polarizing. I it's, it's more or less the same base beer. Are, just are you just gonna never to make in more Burgers. of it? Because I think it kind of like germinated. I it hope itself. so. I think Scotch barrels are hard hard to come by as well. Yeah. Uh, Especially We've had issues, too, barrels. with uh, you know, picking up yeah. bacteria we didn't want from scotch barrels. Bourbon is kind of nice because they're not reused. So we know it's not sterile, but it's semi-sterile, so, kind of clean.
2: So there's a difference with the scotch whiskey barrels? Is that a real question? <laughs> well, I don't know. Uh, I, uh, yes, completely like, different. I'm not I mean, a barrel man. I well, don't.
3: you've got wood character, but then you've got whatever was aged in it i think american oak for bourbon scotch can be used bourbon barrels it could be sherry barrels it could be the wood is i don't think the wood is forgive me if i'm wrong i don't think the wood character is the main part of scotch it's more the peat malt than the, yeah. the, that i don't think people bourbon you're looking like you're there are specific flavors from the barrels that you're looking for yeah. I get the sense that Scotch—that's not barrel—is not part of your flavor profile. So um, some of the other beers that you do, the Cooper, you like the, the
2: Cooper the series? They're really good. Yeah. Um, I mean the that Clark and Sheffield.
3: trying to branch out. The majority of our barrel aging is either Bourbon County or our sour beers. I think it was just an outlet for more creativity with barrel aging. How about the Clark and Sheffield series?
2: Because I've had really good experiences with those. The Fulton and Wood?
3: Uh, or Clark and I Sheffield? I think so, yeah. So, <laughs> no, Clark and Sheffield, uh, intersection of the original brew pub, there actually is a beer called Clark and Sheffield, right. which is a bourbon barrel aged old ale. But then the Fulton & Wood beers are all the, that's the intersection of the brewery, the streets. Those are all employee designed, marketed, uh executed beers. Um I think for us, you know, the the majority of my day is making the same beers over and over, which is I think it's good to have a practice in repetition just to learn your craft. But then it's nice to have an outlet for creativity as what? well. And that's that's folding wood. What is your background then? Uh coffee. I've been coffee. in the coffee business for I had been in the coffee business for about twenty years. Uh, coffee roaster uh intelligentsia is a is a local coffee roaster yep, right that. next door yep. to goose island yep. uh got to know people in the tap room goose employees and ended up offering me a job so that, that's amazing took you get my midlife from... crisis was changing careers and <laughs> making beer for a living But you're not midlife yet well, no no I'm 43, so statistically, yes, Yeah.
1: Yeah. if I'm lucky,
3: I didn't buy a motorcycle. Uh, You became a brewer. Yeah. Officially. Yeah. I don't know which is more dangerous, we'll see.
2: That's a a good thing. So, (laughs) when you think of Goose Island, you don't think of one brewer, you're probably one of a team. How many brewers are there then? We use
3: the term brewer a little, sort of broadly. Uh, if I had to guess there are probably 25, 28 people that we would call brewers. That includes people working in the bear warehouse. That, like Some breweries divide it between brewers and cellarmen. Our cellarmen we call brewers. Mm-hmm. So I work on the hot side. We make the work. We you know, take the raw ingredients. Uh, we hand it off to the seller. They deal with all the fermentation processing then they hand it off to packaging so it's it's a broad term the actual brew house there are eight of us in the cellar there are 12 and bear warehouse six or seven
2: so, so everybody says okay it's a b but really i think goose island has done a great job in diversing itself or Keeping away from that big macro brewing and keeping its individuality. Do you, as, as an employee, AB do is you doing feel their that?
3: job right? Which I think they are. Let the breweries do what they're doing. Hopefully, oh. they, their interest in acquiring a brewery is based on what that brewery is currently doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, for us, it was access to capital for improvements in the brewery, more more staff when needed, different equipment. Yeah, that right. I think on their own Goose would have had a hard time yeah. doing that uh, like uh, I said it's the same people making the same beers we're just able to make more of it get And it's more people and
2: that's a very true statement the same people making the same beers and if you
3: like them hell well, and you can it's get, Chicago you can go out it back and, home whereas you couldn't before Yeah, there you I go. have a good friend uh, lives in uh, France just he's right over the, the Switzerland border his local grocery store had honkers on the oh. shelf. I could tell by the packaging date. I made that. Oh, no. how like. cool is that? So yeah. that that's fun. Yeah. Uh, I took a trip to Guatemala for work, and the first stop, we went to a little taco joint, and behind the counter in a cooler was Goose 312 IPA. It's kind of fun to see that. I have to no, tell you, I don't think that would have happened before.
2: I'm not a big fan of 312, but that's okay. <laughs> we've
3: got, we got something for everybody. Yeah, yeah we've got something for everybody. I think everybody. we really do. Because <laughs>
2: you really started the uh, craft
3: beer movement yeah. here. So. I, I think we're definitely, Pioneers seems like too strong a word, but at the forefront. And I got pie in my ears, so <laughs> Dan Floyd, thank you very much. You're welcome. Dan Floyd, right?
2: Correct. Oh, yeah. well, well, thanks, God. Dan. You're welcome. All the best of goose. Uh, Take care.
1: Britain Yankee, Britain Yankee, I'll have a pint, yo. No, go, give us a pint, you got any
2: techniques, a oh, pint please Bob. give us a pint please Bob. <coughs>